Have you ever found yourself afraid of writing the, shall we say, non-action-y type of scenes in your story? We all know that there are a couple of different kinds of scenes in your story. There's the really high action or high intensity scenes that naturally keep the reader's attention. You could also throw in the scenes where maybe there's a little romance happening, okay? The kind that are always going to be riveting to your reader. But then there's the other kind, the kind that are less exciting, less action-y, um, you know, kind of the transitional scenes between the bigger or more important ones. and maybe you find yourself afraid of writing those because you're afraid you're not going to be able to keep the reader's attention during those scenes. They're just not as exciting. Some things are just not as interesting, but the scenes are still necessary to the story. If this is you, if you've ever worried about this, then this is the podcast episode for you. I'm going to talk about how to infuse the less action-y, less romance-y kind of scenes with the elements that will keep the reader reading and really interested in those scenes, even if they're not the high-acting type. Okay, so grab a notebook and pen and let's get started. Hi there. Do you want to write fiction that readers gush about, but you can't figure out how to fill in the beginning, middle, or end of your story? I can help with that. Do you struggle to flesh out character or plot or to stick with your story long enough to finish it? I can help with that. Once your book is written, are you totally clueless about marketing? Do you find yourself Googling how to market a book or how to make money on fiction? I can help with that. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. You know you're meant to write fiction, but you can't seem to nail down the skills or processes that make it simple and repeatable, not to mention fun. So you wait around for the muse to show up, try to force your story into a template or outline, or take months, if not years, to discover your story. Plot twist, there's a better way. Hi, I'm Liesl, USA Today bestselling author, story psychologist, writing craft geek, Christian, and story clarity coach. After 10 years of trying to master fiction using the old industry standard writing advice, I still felt lost. I finally learned what fictional storytelling and the human template are really about. Humanity, emotional connection, and serving our readers by giving them relief through vicarious experience. Imagine learning how to flesh out your characters, plot, world, and theme with such definition and clarity that every story you ever write lands with readers and makes people go, wow, now there's an author. Imagine knowing how to drill down to the heart of your story to learn what it's really about and tell the unique story that only you can tell so that you can get more readers, more downloads, more royalties, and of course, more fiction writing success. This is the podcast for you. We are prolific authors. Welcome back, aspiring fiction authors. So here's the thing. I get a lot of questions about this, about the kind of in-betweeny scenes that are between the big events or between the action, that sort of thing, and how to write them and how to make them interesting and all of that. And what I've come to realize is that many authors think that there's really no way to fix these kinds of scenes. They think there are some scenes that are just not that interesting and you know, there's nothing that we can really do about it. Um, we just have to hope that the bigger scenes, the high action or high romance scenes, are well written enough to keep the reader interested and to keep them going even through those not so interesting scenes. And I get why people think that. I mean, we all have to be realistic, right? We want our books to feel like reality and not every single moment of reality is super exciting. Not to mention, we can't have a big action scene or a big romance scene on every single page of our book. That wouldn't be terribly realistic either and it wouldn't make for a very great story. But here's the thing. Let me ask you this. 
have you ever read a low action, maybe not so interesting, more calm, stoic scene that actually held your interest? I have. So another way to say it would be, is every single low action scene in every single book out there boring and does it lose your interest? No, of course not. I've read plenty of scenes where there is almost nothing happening, where it's a character sitting in a chair, staring at a wall, thinking about his you know, current predicament or hers, and it's a fascinating scene, and it really kept my interest, okay? Another good example is scenes that are mostly dialogue, right? Even if the characters aren't screaming at one another, if they're just talking, it can still be a really fascinating scene. So clearly, it's possible to make these scenes really interesting for the reader. We just need to figure out how and what the elements are that will help us to write these scenes in an interesting way and keep the reader reading. And I would submit that you might even be able to get to the point where you make the non-action-y scenes even more riveting than the action-y ones. Just kind of a challenge to throw out there for you, okay? Okay, so how do we figure out what the elements are that keep us really gripped in a scene? Well, let's first start by talking about action. What is it about action that keeps our attention? We all know that there can be books or stories or films out there that are full of action and are just not that interesting. But people always think of an action scene as being what keeps our attention. Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna throw out there the idea that it's not actually the action that keeps us riveted, okay? It's more the adrenaline. And I got news for you, the only way that you're going to feel adrenaline when you're reading or watching a story is if you're really invested in the characters and what they're doing, right? If we jump into a scene where we have no idea who the characters are, no idea what's going on, and it just happens to be an action scene, it's actually really hard for us to get into. And that is why you should never start your book with a high action scene, like a fight scene, because your reader doesn't care until they know who the characters are and what their motivations are. So my point is, it's not action that really keeps us riveted in those action scenes, it's adrenaline. And adrenaline is an emotion, okay? Or at least it comes because of emotion, because we are interested in the characters and care what happens to them. So I'm gonna tell you that there are really two things that will keep your reader really interested in and riveted in your scene. The first is emotion, always. Emotion is what human beings latch on to, okay? It's the reason we read books, it's the reason we want to read books and tell stories, it's the reason we're invested in anybody else in our lives, okay? It's the emotion. The second is character motivation, and this is kind of a sister to emotion, it, it goes hand in hand, but the reason character motivation is a big deal is because in any given scene, if you've already written things well and done your job properly as the author, your reader will be invested in your character and in their journey, in whatever it is they're trying to achieve or overcome. And therefore, their motivations are very interested, interesting to us. We want to know what's going on in their head, how they're feeling about things, what they're planning to do next, all of that. On a broader, you know, more like human race sort of scale, emotion is how we relate to one another, okay? It's how we understand our world. And that is why we need to manufacture that for the reader. I used to be really fascinated to watch my nephew um, watch TV, okay? And I'm not talking about like some of his favorite things to watch were funny cat videos on YouTube, but that's not what I mean. When we were watching something that was more fictional, and of course, any kind of fiction movie really sets the atmosphere for the story, right? When something's sad, we have sad music. When uh, Darth Vader walks onto the screen, there's evil music. And I, I would watch my nephew watch these kinds of things and he could so well discern the mood of the story. 
Um, I don't even remember any specific, you know, time or any specific film we were watching. But again, to use Darth Vader as an example, perhaps uh, he would, you know, we would have Darth Vader walk onto the screen with the evil music and my nephew would make some comment like, oh, he's a bad guy, you know. And I would just kind of sit and think about that and think, you know, it's so funny that he just inherently understands that. And yes, of course, it's because of the way they dressed him and it's because of the evil music they use around him. But my point is that evoked an emotion, even in my little five-year-old nephew, to where he understood what the story was trying to convey to him. You know, he didn't look at him, at this person and go, oh, he's kind of a nice guy. No, he, he knew right away. And it was because of the emotion that brought up in him that he, it helped him understand his world and helped him understand that story. And that is what we're trying to do for our readers. That is why putting emotion and character motivation into every scene is so important. Okay, so let's take a look at a couple of examples. Um, I told you that I have read stories where there is a character, you know, sitting in a chair or having a conversation that's super interesting. Well, I can, I'm gonna give you a couple of examples of this. One of them is going to be less well-known by people, but um, in one of my favorite fantasy series, there was a scene where um, the main character was, or at least thought he was having a dream and he was in a particular place where he literally sat in a chair in front of the fire and started talking to another man. And this other man, I mean, yeah, he was kind of a villain, but they were actually just sitting down having a conversation. It wasn't some super high intensity situation or anything, but that scene, it was one of the most fascinating and interesting scenes in the entire series. And this was like a 14 book high fantasy series, okay? So the point is, I can tell you that in that scene, there was a lot of emotion, there was a lot of history of what had already happened. You know, it talked a lot about the events that had gone down previously in the story. And we understood what the character was thinking, how things were moving forward. And they even had kind of a, a twist, like a big reveal in that scene that made it super, super interesting. Okay. So my point is, don't approach those kinds of scenes with any trepidation. Don't approach it thinking, oh, what am I going to do? This is going to be boring. If you think that, you're going to be right. Your scene's going to be boring. Okay. You need to approach it like this is the most interesting scene I have ever written and I'm going to pull so much intrigue out of the scene to make the reader just salivate for it and I want you to approach every scene especially the ones that you feel are less actiony or less interesting in that way okay so another example of this I can give you is um, one of my favorite films of all time, but I know it was based on a play and it might have been based on a book, I'm not sure, is A Few Good Men. Now, this is one of those scenes or one of those shows where there's just a lot of dialogue and not a lot of action. It's a courtroom scene, um, so we get a lot of just people talking back and forth in a, in a courtroom drama sort of way. And yes, there's a lot of drama, and yes, it's a fascinating story, but the point is, and because it was based on a play, that's why there's so much dialogue. Plays are all about what people say, right? Um, but Every single scene in that movie is actually pretty interesting. And yeah, you got to pay attention to the dialogue. If you're not paying attention, then you don't know what's going on. But the point is, they could make that really interesting, even without all the high action. You just have to be willing to pay attention to the dialogue. So that's another example of a way in which we don't have Tom Cruise doing his, you know, Mission Impossible stuff or jumping out of airplanes, nothing like that. But it's still a really fascinating movie. And the final scene of that movie, the whole you can't handle the truth scene, has become part of our mainstream culture, right? It's one of the biggest movies or stories that 
you know, that is in our culture that gets quoted. So that's a big deal. And there's not really a high action scene anywhere in that film. Okay, so that should tell you something. Um, okay, let's talk about an example that's a little closer to home. When I wrote The Botanist, and I know I've referenced this before, I ended up having one of my characters going through land records. Now, the only reason I knew how to do that was because I actually worked in the legal office of a corporation about 10 years ago, and I was just, I was just a clerk. I was just doing imaging of documents for them and that sort of thing. It was an extremely boring job, but um, I did get to look through some of the records, so I was familiar with the kinds of land records that you have. And what I mean is they this was a chain that owned a lot of different um, gas stations and sea stores across the United States. So they had a lot of land records. They had land that they had bought but hadn't actually built anything on yet. So I would go through these uh, sort of real estate records, I guess that's what they were. And I would see like the land surveys and of course the transactional sort of thing. So I was just kind of familiar with that. And um, let me tell you guys, looking through land records is probably one of the most boring things you could possibly think of. There were certain things I found interesting and you know, the things that I actually liked were court cases when somebody tried to sue the company and the company you know, fought back and those were kind of interesting to look through. But looking through land surveys all day, it's just not that interesting, right? And The Botanist, my book The Botanist, is actually a murder mystery, right? So it needs to be super interesting. It needs to be intriguing and mysterious and keeping the reader's attention. So you might ask why I decided to put something like land records, somebody looking through land records, into the story. Well, I knew going in that it could be boring and I had to really guard against that. But all I did was make it so that it was really intriguing, so that every, you know, it's one of those things, every single thing that's in the story, every single scene needs to be really, really relevant. So I didn't have this character who was a PI looking through, you know, pages and pages of both of the story and of the records and not finding anything. Every single chapter he would find something that was intriguing and go, huh, that's interesting. We didn't know that. So this person lived on the land from this time to this time. I wonder what happened to that guy. And he kind of went back and it was almost like going back through the history of the villain, if you will, and trying to figure out where he came from and what happened to him. And as long as I did that, and as long as I had the PI character thinking about it, you know, trying to draw conclusions, sort of having motivations and emotions about it, tying it into the case they were working, it wasn't boring. And I've had a lot of people tell me that, like, those were some of their favorite chapters where they couldn't stop turning the pages because they couldn't wait to find out what he would un uncover in these records. And once again, guys, land records, boring, <laughs> okay? But you can make them interesting. That's your job as a writer, okay? So how do we go about doing this then? So this is where you pull out your pen and your notebook if you haven't already, and let's go through some tactical questions you can ask about any scene to make sure that you are putting in the elements that you need to to keep the reader really, really riveted on that scene. So basically, I want you to ask yourself a series of questions. The first one is, how can I add emotion to this scene? Now, in order to do this, I'm gonna give you kind of some sub, some sub questions to ask. Um, what is the character thinking at this point? What do they think about their situation? What do they think about what's happening to them or what has already happened in the story? How are they feeling about it, right? Are they overwhelmed? Are they confident? Are they grieving? I mean, it's gonna depend on your story, right? Um, what, what do they still need to overcome at this part of the story? Now, of course, it's gonna depend. Is this a scene at the beginning of your story, the middle, near the end? You know, it's gonna be different for every scene. But based on what's happened, what do they still need to overcome and how are they feeling about that? Again, are they feeling hopeful and confident? Are they feeling really beaten down? Are they depressed? You need to understand the emotion that your 
uh, character is feeling in that scene in order to convey it to the reader, okay? Now, next question, how can I add character motivation? Once again, because your readers are going to be very invested in your characters by this point, they need to know what your character is maybe planning to do. Now, you don't have to give away anything that you don't want to. Maybe you kind of want to have it be a little bit of a surprise what the character's going to do, and that's fine. But you can do this a couple of different ways, even if you don't want to reveal it. You can either hint at it in sort of a you know tantalizing detail, but you're not giving away the farm sort of thing. That sort of intrigue really keeps readers turning pages because you're hinting at something that's going to happen, and they want to know what it is, right? Um, the other thing you can do is maybe your character is planning to do one thing, and it's totally not going to work. You know, the, the rug is going to be pulled out from under them, and it's going to end up being something totally different. But you should still have some sort of plan, or you know, have the character in their heads have some sort of plan for how things are going to go down. And you get extra points for maybe hinting that things are not going to go as well as the character thinks they will. You know, so of course it's going to depend on how you set up the story, but maybe you've shown that the character is going to do this, but the villain's already ready for that. So the that the, the reader knows that this is not going to work, but the character doesn't know it. Okay, that's a really good way to set up tension because they know this is not gonna go as well as the character thinks it will. Okay, another question you can ask are, what are the stakes at this point? There's always stakes for what the character is going through or going into. What are the stakes? And once again, how do they feel about that? Now, when I talked about character motivation, the other thing I didn't say is why. That's another reason, and that's just like another way of putting emotion in. Yes, this is what they're gonna do, or this is what they plan to do, but why? We need to know why they're motivated to do it that way, what their logic is, um, you know, what brought them to this place, to this conclusion, right? So let's go back to that scene I told you about in the high fantasy where it's just two guys sitting in chairs talking, right? There's a lot of history that's near the end of the story, and like I said, 14 book series, okay? That's a lot of history going on there. And basically the conversation was about number one how far one of the the main character the protagonist had come since you know the last time these two were in this place talking and sort of butting heads and also what they were planning to do because the sort of final battle of the series was coming up and what that would mean for the two of them was the protagonist going to win was he not you know how was this battle going to go and so it didn't even feel tense to me necessarily it just felt interesting you know it was these characters almost like the hero and villain sitting down and talking out their differences not because they were friends and we're gonna shake hands and go home but because they were about to have this battle and they both knew it you know that's a fascinating scene and of course not every scene is going to be that way especially if you don't write high fantasy but the point is you can figure out how to do that for any scene you're writing so all you got to do is when you're getting ready to write a scene that you feel like might not be quite as interesting, might not have as much action or romance in it as some of the other scenes, sit down with a pen and paper and ask yourself these questions and journal on it, guys. Sit and write a couple of pages, if you can, on each of these questions that I've just given you. So let's go over them one more time. What are What is the character thinking? What are they feeling? How can you put character emotion into the scene? Um, what are the character's motivations and why? And what are the stakes for them? And then find ways to put that into the scene. And like I said before, approach the scene as though it is the most interesting scene you have ever written. I want you to get into that mentality. And why is it the most interesting scene that you've ever written? And then pull those details out that are gonna be very emotion-based, um, very much about the character's motivations, what's happened so far, what's going to happen. You know, maybe have some foreshadowing there. And if you do that with every scene that is you know, the transition scene between the big events or just a scene that is 
necessary, but maybe not quite as interesting, I promise. Number one, that those scenes will never be boring. They will always keep the interest of your reader. But number two, they may become your favorite scenes that you write because it's very easy to sort of become, I don't know, maybe a little bit lazy when it comes to writing action scenes. And what I mean by that is just that we know that the action or perhaps the romance is going to rivet the reader. So we're not thinking about it too hard. You know, we're just assuming that what's going on in the scene will do the work for us. And that's not to say that they're necessarily easy scenes to write. I know different people struggle with different things and maybe action is really hard for you to write. But the point is there may not be as much Storycraft brain power going into that scene because you're just focusing on using the action to keep the reader's attention. If you have to write a scene where you can't fall back on the action or can't fall back on, say, a makeout scene or a sex scene, then you have to work a lot harder. Your author brain has to work a lot harder to make that scene interesting. But if you put these things in, it will be interesting, and those may become your favorite scenes to write just because you have to find the intrigue in them and draw it out for the reader, okay? And guys, you know, bottom line, this can be super fun. I love writing scenes like this. I love challenging myself to write a scene. It's kind of what I did with The Botanist. I, I knew that I wanted to do the land record thing, and it was sort of a challenge to myself. Okay, this could potentially be the most boring thing I have ever written, but I'm not going to let that happen. This is going to be one of the most interesting aspects of the book, and the feedback I've gotten from readers says that I succeeded at that, and they really, really loved that aspect of the book. In fact, it's probably given them <laughs> slightly unrealistic expectations of land records, which in reality are quite boring. So <laughs> anyway, um, I hope that was helpful to everybody today because like I said, I've gotten a lot of questions on this. And I think honestly, the biggest takeaway you could get is just to not approach these scenes with any kind of trepidation. Like I said, approach them as a challenge, as something that's gonna be fun, as something you're gonna succeed at, and as something that is going to draw the reader in and grab them hook, line, and sinker and be one of the most interesting scenes of your entire story, okay? If you do that, you will never go wrong. Now, if you want more help with this, if you want my eyeballs all over your story and to help you figure out these scenes or any other aspect of your story, like the overarching story theme or um, hashing out your characters, anything like that, make sure to click the link in the show notes and you can sign up for Master Storyteller Coaching, which I do provide, and I will help you figure out any aspect of your story that you're struggling with so that you can just glide through, figure out your story, and it'll all be smooth and wonderful and beautiful for your readers, okay? All right, that is what I have for you today. Everyone have a wonderful week of writing, scene writing, and storytelling, and I will see you next week. Bye for now. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, can you do me a solid and share it with other authors you think might benefit from it? Remember, the rising tide lifts all boats. Also, if you haven't yet, would you be willing to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts? It's the only way for me to know that you're enjoying the podcast and it helps Apple recommend it to other authors like you who might benefit from it. Finally, if you haven't already, hop over and join the prolific author community on Facebook. Inside, authors network, ask questions, and I often do teaching via Facebook Lives. Thank you so much for listening today. Happy storycrafting this week. And remember, there is always a market for awesome.